0: Uh, welcome to the Men Meets World podcast, where we will be closely dissecting uh, a couple episodes of Boy Meets the World every week. Got my co host with me here, uh, Andy. Say hello, Andy.
1: Hey, uh, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Andy.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, this is our first podcast. We will be doing the first two episodes of Boy Meets World. The first one, so rightly titled Pilot. And the second one called On the Fence, and we will give you a better idea. Also
1: of very well titled.
0: <laughs> very well titled. Um really a lot of lessons learned throughout these, and we'll close out the podcast with uh, a brief story about meat, which may seem a little bit weird right now, but don't worry, it'll it'll clear up when we get there. Andy, what yeah. do you think of these two episodes?
1: You know what? I uh Really did not like the first episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, i mean, not surprising. It's the pilot episode. You know, everybody's trying to find their groove, and uh, it. I also was upset because I they had Minkus in the uh, like as a as a featured character in the uh, opening, and he was not actually in the episode, but he was in the second episode. So that's where they really picked up their slack.
0: Yeah, they had Morgan in the opening credits, too. I wonder if, like, down the road when she stops showing up, do they just, there's just no Morgan in the opening credits? Is that how it goes?
1: Yeah, well, I assume she gets replaced with Topanga, who's not in the opening credits. Of this. She's not. Even, I mean, she's not even in the show yet, right?
0: Yeah, she. I think she shows up next episode. The first episode, once you guys get a chance to watch it, is, uh, it's about love, you know? It's very deep. It's not quite as lighthearted as some of the episodes get down the road, um, and they, it doesn't really feel like any other Boy Meets World episode. It's kind of a strange episode.
1: Yeah, it's pretty, it is pretty heavy for, I mean, a pilot, especially when the, the direction that they decide to take most of the series in. Uh, yeah, it's, it is, and it's not, not really that funny. No. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's just kind of about, like, Corey just getting shit on constantly. Yeah. That's kind of all that happens in the episode.
2: Good morning, Mr. Feeney.
3: Good morning, Mr. Matthews. A candy bar? Doesn't your mother feed you a proper breakfast?
2: Oh, yeah, she does. And I gotta get the taste of this shredded weed out of my mouth. (laughs) You
3: know, you're not doing your body any favors loading up on junk like that.
2: Oh, thanks, Mr. Feeney. And please enjoy that high-vitamin astronaut drink you're sucking down.
3: There's no gravity in space, Mr. Matthews. Therefore, astronauts suck up. Learn from them.
0: I mean, I guess it makes sense. Corey is pretty much just the guy getting shit on for the whole, the whole show, but definitely the first couple seasons. Um, and we really get introduced to that so well because he's not really getting shit on. He just thinks he's getting shit on. He's such a victim all the time.
1: I guess it's just trying to build him as a character and so they can build the other characters off of that. Because you don't really get a feel for what any of these characters are gonna be in the pilot. Especially Sean. I don't I don't think you ever get really any sort of glimpse of the emotional uh roller coaster whatever ride he goes through these, throughout this entire series.
0: Well, he doesn't seem like a better friend to Corey than that other weird kid who I think this is. The <laughs> <episode he's> <laughs> The, yeah, got, you, know,
1: you got changed up for a black kid in the second episode
0: black <laughs> yeah. kid is way better dude the black kid is way yeah. better
1: yeah that's yeah for sure I literally have already forgotten who that kid was in the first episode
0: yeah I don't really know what he's doing there uh, you know this episode's so weird in, a, in the pilot episode they take a stab at full house do you, do you recall when he says that
3: why did you get detention Apparently, he'd rather listen to the baseball game on the radio than try to understand the emotional content of Romeo and Juliet.
2: Mom, I'm a kid. I don't understand the emotional content of Full House. <laughs> I do.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a, is that as like a free like ad for Full House? I, I believe they're all on the same network. It was all ABC.
0: Yeah, that's probably true. God, ABC really stepped up their game nowadays, huh?
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't know. I guess the, I guess it always make quality family programming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> something for the whole family to enjoy.
1: Uh, yeah, but this is I I believe the first season was pre uh, TGIF. let I I think that is correct.
0: Because that's where I always used to watch Boy Meets World was on TGIF.
1: Yeah. yeah. Just
0: followed with Recess. <laughs> Came right afterwards.
1: And that one about where the kid was like an angel or something, and he returned back to the high school. <laughs> a lot of terrible shows on dgif coming
0: up on our next podcast
2: <laughs> uh. hey who's that i think she's new. she must be new she's talking to feeny okay so how late did you stay up last night monologue Monologue, first guest. Monologue, first guest, bad sketch. Monologue, first guest, bad sketch, funny zoo animal. Monologue, first guest, bad sketch, funny zoo animal. Steve Lawrence. Oh, Steve Lawrence. And there's Bell. Four hours till
1: lunch. This might even be a live studio audience for this for this show at this point.
0: Maybe. Jeez, I didn't even think about that. But they they insert laugh tracks at times where you don't even realize it's a joke.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you you need, <laughs> like the, the pilot needed that. <laughs> it did
0: just a direct the audience a little bit.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so fast forward a little bit. Their uh, class has started and they're going over uh, some little Shakespeare. A little, Shakespeare. a little bit of Shakespeare, a little bit Billy Shakes is uh is being doled out by Feeney. And, uh, Corey just could not give two fucks about Shakespeare. Mr.
2: Feeney, who cares about some guy who killed himself over some dumb girl?
3: The tragedy here, Mr. Matthews, is not about a dumb girl, or the boy who kills himself because of her. It's about the all-consuming power of love, and the inevitability of its influence on each of our lives.
2: Are you aware that I'm only 11 years old?
1: (laughs) But he does give many fucks about the Phillies. And he has his, I guess it's a radio, like like a Walkman or a radio. (laughs) And he's just on his uh, Walkman. Listen to the radio broadcast of the Phillies game. And I believe they're, I don't are they in playoffs at this point?
0: They're two games away from the playoffs.
1: Yeah, uh, game 162, which is always a big game, or game 160 of 162, is always a big game. Uh, and he's just, and he's stoked. He's got some tickets to the to the next game with him and his bro. And uh, Feeney catches him, and he gets detention.
0: Uh oh. And that's when the real complications start, followed by <laughs> uh, he goes home. He's real juiced for the next game because it's the last game before the playoffs. And if they win the game, they're in the playoffs, and he's so stoked, and he's talking to Eric. And what does Eric tell him?
1: Yo, I got this bitch who's down to go to the game. And, uh, sorry, bro, but about to you spread know the rules. some
0: mac sauce on some cheeks at the Phillies game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's gonna be catching more than one ball. If you get my drift.
0: Oh, um, she will.
1: <laughs> she's gonna fucking love it. Also, this is a very, the very first. Uh, Point where we see Eric is trying to pick up like really all that matters to Eric is girls. That's all, awesome. and, and, and his hair. And like, yeah, his hair and girls and everything else comes second, especially family.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Even though they make a good point, they are his. They are Eric's tickets. He can take whoever he wants. <laughs> That's
0: like they make that so far into the episode, and the whole time <laughs> thinking like, God, this family, everybody is a fucking <laughs> <laughs> asshole. Like Eric's like. Yeah, I decided to take this girl who I just met instead of my little brother to this huge game. And everybody's like, Well, Corey, you need to understand that Eric's priorities are changing. It's like, yeah. yeah. Well fuck you, it's your eleven-year-old brother. You're supposed to take him. And then in like the last five minutes, they're like he said, Oh well, Eric paid for them, so he can do whatever he wants with them. Like,
1: well yeah. you should have brought that up earlier, because now I get it. It's like like that's okay. Like I I get that, you know. <laughs> totally. It's-
0: and so Corey eventually um moves out of the house. He's decided to, you know, go go rogue and live
1: in his treehouse outside. Dude, I missed that. Did they actually... Did he just end up there? I don't even remember a point where they actually discussed that That was he was going to do that.
2: Yeah, rough for life being an orphan, which is what I am as of last night. What happened? I don't... My family, my family don't me. It was mutual. <laughs> They're keeping the house.
0: So... <laughs> the... the Episode kind of takes on this tone where we're covering love interests and what love does to people. And conveniently, Eric is trying to meet a girl for the first time and hopefully throw down. Feeney is getting groovy with uh, another teacher. And Corey just, for the life of him, cannot understand the concept of love. And he takes, I think, his first big step when he moves out of the house and sees Feeney preparing for a date. Feeney gets a call while he's setting the table and sits down and eats alone. A salad for two, but tonight for one. <laughs> <laughs> and Corey, Corey is not afraid to use that against Feeney the yeah. next day in detention. He His just goes, just starts <laughs> to burn him. Dick. Such dick. <laughs> he's like, well, you must know that love sucks because I saw you get dumped last night, Feeney. And Phoebe gets pretty upset. Why do we have
2: to stay here just because I don't want to hear about this love stuff? Because I know it only leads to no good, and I know in your heart you agree with me.
3: And what brings you to that conclusion, Mr. Matthews?
2: Because you and I had dinner together last night.
3: Really? I wasn't aware.
2: I had chocolate pie, and you had salad for two all by yourself.
3: How did you know that?
2: Because I slept in my treehouse last night. You know why? Because this love stuff is turning my whole family against me, and you're teaching us how it's worth killing yourself for when I know you don't really believe that, do you?
3: Well,
1: you shrewd little observer of the human condition. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty upset and does and tries to explain to Corey even why people care about love, you know, and. Like it's like I said, it's a pretty heavy like message for the very like first episode. That you know, like that's something that people will give their lives for, and like it kind of what drives people's motivations ultimately. At the end of the day,
0: as Feeny would say, people will die for it. People will kill for it. People will make a salad for two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to make a salad for one because I feel like, like that would be like extremely little amount of things. I'm
0: going to use a quarter of this bell pepper, one-eighth of this head of lettuce. And
1: a teaspoon of dressing. <laughs> <laughs> Shake it all around. <laughs> um, and, and I went, a, went a bottle of wine for one.
0: <laughs> so Feeney gets dumped. Um, he, he gives Corey a long lesson about if it wasn't for love, Basically, Corey wouldn't even be alive. Corey starts to kind of get it, you know, and he goes home, and there's big brother Eric, who's also not feeling 100% about himself because uh, A
1: little, da- little down in the dumps.
0: I'm pretty confused by Eric's whole story because first he makes this claim, like, it sounds like he was having sex during the ball game because Corey goes, Ah, Phillies won 5 3, huh? We're going to the playoffs. And Eric's like, Yeah, I wouldn't know, man. I've. I, I, that's what I heard. And Corey's like, what do you mean that? so you heard you're at the game. He's like, Well, I was focused on other things besides the game, if you know what I mean. And Corey's like, Well what do you mean? And he's like, Oh well, this girl is super hot. I was blown it the whole time. She didn't seem into it. It's like baseball game is two and a half hours. You didn't even check
1: the score once? Like, even, if you're, even if you're like leaving, <laughs> or people are probably talking about it, like it's probably a it's probably a packed stadium, and there's like, how could you not realize what was going on?
0: Well, and he says like he didn't have anything to say the whole time. So was this girl just rambling on for two and a half hours and he was just staring at her, not paying attention to the game?
1: I don't know. I don't think I don't think so because at least if she was rambling on, that seems that like she would have been picking up on something that he was doing, right? But it sounds like they were literally just like sitting there in silence and nothing was happening. And somehow he just ignored a two and a half hour baseball game being played in front of him.
2: Phillies are in the playoffs. Yeah, I heard. What do you mean you heard? You were there.
1: Really wasn't paying that much attention to the game, Corey.
2: Why not? It was a great game. It was not, however, a great date. You had a bad date? No, I had a great date. Heather was beautiful. She knew what to say. She knew what to do. Unfortunately, her date spilled food, tripped over chairs, and had nothing interesting to say for nine
0: innings. And Corey, uh, who often takes this turn where he's the one who doesn't get it the whole time, starts to understand why love is important at the last minute. And Eric's given up on himself. Corey's smashing some points and duck Hunt. And uh, (laughs) who else to the rescue but Corey to tell his big brother to have some balls and call the girl.
1: Again, this is also a very odd situation where it seems like Corey kind of understands girls and Eric doesn't. And it's never really like, that's never touched on again in like the series. Nope. <laughs> it's always like Corey's this awkward dude with girls and like has no idea what's going on.
0: And relies uh, on uh, Sean and Eric to give him advice.
1: Yeah, yeah, or you know mischievous girls trying to draw him away from Topanga but we'll, t- we'll get to that later <laughs> yeah. you wait for season four um I also I didn't like when he was smashing the points in duck hunt that he could shoot the dog because we all re- come on we all know you can't shoot the dog in duck hunt
0: you can't you can't get him um yeah <laughs> he, uh, he goes well what am I gonna say to her when I call her Eric says and Corey says
2: Take her to a movie. There you're supposed to sit and not say anything. A movie's perfect for your current skill level.
0: Why do you want me to call her?
2: I'm told love is worth it.
0: (laughs) Such a burn, dude. And way too sharp of a joke for an 11-year-old to make.
1: Dude, there's a lot of sharp jokes for everybody to be making, <laughs> like for what, regardless of what age they're at in this show, and, and again with the burns, like the burns are just a constant, like it just they just constantly happen throughout these first few episodes.
0: <laughs> and Corey is like sitting there playing duck hunt. He gives his brother some advice, and then he leaves the room for some reason, and who's downstairs having a tea party? The cute little Morgan to invite Corey to sit down for some tea. And he
1: does. Yeah, he because he gets girls. Apparently, <laughs> he and understands his women. Down. <laughs> so then, I mean, that's pretty much how
0: the episode ends. Really, nothing happens in this episode.
1: What? Oh, well, you get the big reveal at the end that that dinner for two for Feeney was for him and his sister. Oh right, and and then he ends up asking out the professor that he was talking to, well, I guess teacher, I guess I'm not professors, <laughs> the teacher at the beginning, and she's like, oh, for sure, I'd love to go on a date. And then you, and then it's like, Corey witnesses this, and he's just like, wait, so I guess I didn't learn anything? <laughs> you were just like, <laughs> like, I was just, like I was just bummed, like you were just bummed out because your sister wasn't going to come eat Nikoi salad with you? All right. like <laughs>
0: well, erase everything that I've
1: learned in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I'll just easily forget all this. <laughs> also, this is another, this is actually Feeney, has game with girls. I which is pretty common. Like every chick that he tries to get after in the series is pretty much down.
0: Oh, and they're which all too. I mean,
1: too. he has a, that that soft spoken voice. Those, <laughs> you know, the deep eyes. Like he always
0: knows what to say.
1: Yeah, he's a literary genius too, because apparently he teaches literature in this episode as a. Post a history or whatever else he teaches, and
0: well, he teaches others. everything in this episode because they're young enough. I think that he's their teacher uh, for everything.
1: Okay, go ahead. When well, I was in sixth grade, you know, we had like three or four different teachers. Are they
0: in sixth grade? Is that right?
1: I, I they bring it up in the next episode.
0: Okay, then yeah, sixth grade middle you got, school. You're supposed to have more teachers
1: because they because they talk about uh, they talk about Edgar Allan Poe and he says, "Oh, I have a bunch of sixth graders' papers to mark." About Po's Edgar Allan Poe, isn't he? Such a weirdo.
0: (laughs) And so, so let's move on to the second episode uh, on the fence. Uh, This one starts similar fashion, sitting in the cafeteria, but instead of that squirrely little white kid who's in it, (laughs) we get a pretty, pretty badass black kid who's his replacement. (laughs)
2: you could pick any superhero to be your dad. Who would you choose? Batman, no question. Live in a cool K. Ball the Batmobile. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, uh, which is the very beginning of this is about a water fight, too, and when, uh, about water guns. And, uh, he brings out his water gun, and he goes, they're like, oh, man, that's not supposed to come out till, like, Christmas. And he's like, how did you get that? he's like, oh, I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just like what? Yeah. My,
0: my uncle Dante got the hook up. <laughs> He's
1: got the hook up on the, the new water guns in town. it's like <laughs> Okay.
0: <laughs> what I didn't understand, they're talking about the water fight that's coming up, and that's why Sean has this cool new gun. It seems like the water fight is still a few days away at this point. Is that right, or is it later? does every kid? It's,
1: it's, it's the next day, I believe.
0: So every kid in school brought their huge water gun to the cafeteria for lunch.
1: Bro, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta intimidate. It's that
0: type <laughs> of school, gotta, dude. It's that
1: type of school. You gotta, it's, yeah, dude, you gotta, you gotta show them what's up, but they, what they gotta get prepared for the next day, you know.
0: Everybody's you see the
1: heat. Or maybe you can make allegiances with certain people at that point. You know, you just <laughs> sign up. You're like, yo. I'm gonna be with like uh, Sean and Minkus because they're fucking seem like gangsters right now.
0: Dude, Minkus is a gangster. He pulls out his big gun out of a case that is substantially too big for him.
1: It's like a it's like a tuba case.
0: And Minkus says, "Go ahead, make me wet." <laughs> people pull back the arms at that point.
1: Yeah, and uh, that also that joke is obviously a, uh, a kind of this. where for kids shows where they try to drop in jokes for like the parents like it's funny for the kids but like at least the parents be like oh yeah dirty hair a reference boy beats world (laughs) because you know they're probably watching with their kids you know and so they're not bored to tears by by these lame ass kids (laughs) they'll throw in like a couple lines like that it happens again
0: I laughed out loud quite a few times in the second episode
2: I want a job at the market
1: you're too
0: young for a job at the market
2: Well, you let Eric be a box boy. Son, you're
3: young. Enjoy it. It doesn't last long.
2: Well, I could work after school.
3: Corey, I don't have any openings.
2: Well, you're the manager. Fire somebody. (laughs) Fire Eric.
0: Why don't I fire myself and make you manager?
2: Cool. What's it pay?
0: Not enough to keep me out from under
3: the sink. Or the car. Or the mortgage payment.
2: Dad, nobody likes a whiner.
0: <laughs> so I didn't realize that their dad works 12-hour days at the supermarket? That's yeah. A lo- that's a lot of work, isn't it? There's got to be a labor act or something that doesn't <laughs> allow
1: that. It's I, That is an insane amount of time to be working at a grocery store.
0: Does he work seven days a week, too? <sighs>
1: I, there's, yeah, they never really touch on it too often. I don't even think they ever, not till way later when he like, retires.
0: And his, I guess the mom doesn't have a job. She's, no. she's a house mom. Where did they get the money to afford a house? He's a manager at a grocery store.
1: I think he's like the head manager.
0: Well, he gets a promotion <laughs> later on, a couple seasons later, I think.
1: Yeah, I imagine he was always some sort of like district manager or something, which is, you know, especially early 90s. Like, I imagine that Philadelphia was a pretty, I don't think Philadelphia is a pretty expensive city. You know, early 90s, there's not a huge, yeah, it's, 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 I've never been, but.
2: Come on, Mr. Feeney, have some pity. I've been out of work for 11 years.
1: (laughs) Well,
3: I do have some shadows. That are in dire need of paint.
2: Cool. What's it pay?
3: Well, I could go as high as five.
2: Dollars? Get a pulse. Five (laughs) bucks to paint all those?
3: Five dollars a piece, Mr. Matthews. That's five times two shutters times eight windows.
2: Five times two (laughs) times eight. What's that, like, 58 bucks?
3: $58 a divs. You are worth every inch of that C-plus I gave you in math.
0: <laughs> and Feeney just straight swindles it. It's a pretty dirty move by Feeney.
1: Yeah, but um, I actually had a note written down here <laughs> which just says... Will Daniels, a.k.a. Feeney, is just dripping with charisma in this scene. Like, he is so charismatic. Like, he just swindles Corey so hard and even burns him about the bad math. He's just like, you don't – he's like, I understand why I gave you that C+. And Corey, it just goes over his head. Like, he doesn't even understand that part of it. And we actually witness how bad Corey is at math, like, about two minutes later. Uh, Also, it shows how bad uh, his friends are at math, other than Minkus. They're like, yeah, we'll split the $7. And he just gives them bills. And that's not like, they're not getting the same amount of money there.
0: Nope, and nobody complains.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they literally didn't care.
3: (laughs) Good morning, Alan. George, kid did okay, huh? Oh, yes. He acquitted himself like a young Earl Scheib.
2: (laughs) Three coats, like you said, and they don't even stick or anything. See, Dad, this work stuff's a piece of cake. Nothing to it. I may just start up my own business.
1: (laughs) Another fucking parent reference joke. Feeny makes it at one point, and I didn't even understand the reference, and didn't even bother to write it down because I didn't know what half the words (laughs) or people he was mentioning meant. (laughs) Anyways, let's uh, move on a little bit further into the episode. Uh, They basically... So the boys end up. Sean, the black kid, Minkus are fixing uh, Corey's fence job after he had done a painting for Feeney. and he fucked up uh, his parents' fence with the paint. And after, like, basically, the kids are almost done painting the fence, and they're like, "You know what, Corey? Screw this. We're fucking out." Yep. And they just because dip. you don't
0: have multiple flavored chocolate ice cream bars.
1: Yeah, they make a mention to Heath Bars, which I don't think anybody eats anymore, but I guess would have been relevant at that time.
0: Heath
1: Bar Crunch, baby. Dude, I do like Heath Bars. I just, you know, I don't know if you, if I wanted to buy one right now, I don't know where I would go.
0: Nope. Me neither.
1: And so, basically, this just brings Corey to the fucking tipping point. And once his kids dart out on him, you know, he bought his gun for the water wars. He can't go because his kids, these kids just... Left him to hang, man. And not only that, like, stole his food, stole his ice cream, and made him buy more paint. And so he ended up just not having any sort of money. No. And that's when the, uh, that's when Alan kind of comes in. Super and, dad uh, to the rescue. Yeah. with uh,
0: What'd you do to my kid, George?
2: Overworked, stress-related injury. <laughs>
3: You know, Alan, when I was a boy, my father had a strong puritanical belief in the work ethic. He used to work me from sunup to sundown. And look how I turned out. I don't want you working anymore.
2: <laughs> Shutter marks still showed after one coat. Had to borrow from Mom to buy more paint for second coat. I worked two days, painted 16 shutters and a fence. Know how much money I made? I owe eight bucks.
1: <laughs> I guess, I guess Corey learns the value of hard work. I, or sees that his dad, I guess he learns that his dad is a hard worker, <laughs> at least.
0: So good. And then Corey yeah. comes up with this like clever way to thank his dad at the family dinner. And mostly he's just a huge asshole to
1: everybody at the dinner. Yeah, I, I was going to say, this last, like the last five minutes of the episode, as a child, these are terrible lessons that, they, that they're they learning. Like, he basically, his dad's like, don't worry about the hard work. Like, go just be a kid and, like, go piss people off. <laughs> like, fuck Feeney. Like, yeah. fuck older people who aren't your parents. And, uh, I'm going to go finish your job for you so you can have fun. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, later at dinner, they all just have fun and, like, ruin their kitchen in the process.
0: <laughs> well, he's, Corey's pretty brutal. First, he tells his dad that, uh, he's selfish for taking up too much work. I'm like, God, what a dick way to approach it. Thank you. And then his dad gets a water gun so they can start shooting each other and then he's like, yeah, mom, you check under the table. There's one for you, too. She goes under, she's like, there's nothing here. He's like, what do you think? I made of money? I'm like, why'd you have to do that? I have to be such a dick to your mom.
1: Yeah, she like she went by a water gun earlier in the episode or something. Like, he's just like a to- just pissed off at her. He's like, also, that makes you think that she—he doesn't believe that she does any hard work around the house.
0: No, nope, she doesn't. Like do he's
1: anything. a ter- like he's a terrible fucking child. Like he, she probably cleans up his mess for twenty four hours a day. Like <laughs> yeah. he, like and he does not. He's like, oh no, but dad paints a fence and goes to work for twelve hours a day. What do you do, mom? <laughs> like what do you, like, <laughs> like what do you ever do for us? <laughs> How dare you get a fucking water gun to. <laughs> To defend yourself. The men are it's it's the men's time to shine.
0: <laughs> and so they go outside and they have their little water fight, and what does Morgan do except dial nine one one to file a <laughs> false complaint about their water fight? Nine,
2: one, one. Hello Yes, I'm Stuck here. And I can't get done. My pants are outside, Spidey. Listen. You're drowning my flora photos. They just shot the
0: neighbor. I guess it's not I'm, that big a deal to call the cops and file a false complaint about murder.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Philly, whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. uh, a Philly joke.
1: Yeah, whatever. Like, Feeny will be there. He'll, he'll fucking charm the fucking pants off those officers, and everything will be wrapped up in a neat little bow. So,
0: you know, what we really learned from these two episodes are that it's important to work hard and that love drives all of us.
1: Yeah, do love you of your family. Six,
0: do you apply those things to your <laughs> life, Andy?
1: Each and every day. Each and every day. Actually, I feel like I am going to use the lessons I learned from this episode today by getting some work done. And I'm going to do it very well. <laughs> well,
0: maybe the reason that I don't work hard and care about anything is because I'm not in love.
1: Because oh, that, I don't work that, hard
0: at my job. I look for excuses to sleep as often as possible. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not in love, so I mean, the two must connect, right?
1: Man, like, so just nothing for you, eh? So, are well, you, you going to attempt to make your life better after this, watching these two episodes?
0: We'll see. I mean, I love food. And uh, that doesn't make me work hard. That makes me look for ways to... Squeezing snack breaks, over. <laughs> that brings us, that sort of brings us to our next segment about uh about food. Annie, can you tell me any exciting stories that you've had with meat in the last week or two?
1: <laughs> exciting. Exciting. Um, you know what? I we had a had a lovely weekend in Tofino. Got to uh caught some caught some fresh crabs and boil them right up and Whoa. ate those crabs crabs on the dock and yeah it was it was a great time man i uh, shout out to everybody who was involved in that
0: well thanks andy that, that is a crazy <laughs> story about me i'll tell you my story about me the other night i was <laughs> making macaroni and cheese I thought, what am i going to do to improve this macaroni and cheese well luckily there was some month old ham sitting in the fridge i pulled it out the expiration date said it was bad I smelled it, seemed fine. Chopped that some bitch up, threw it right in the pasta. What could go wrong?
1: (laughs) That's a delicious mac and cheese.
0: Woke up in the morning with the worst stomach ache I have ever had.
1: (laughs) Wait, was 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 it like a mac and cheese you made, or was it just like you know out of the box mac and cheese?
0: Out of the box mac and cheese. With some out, so of, out of the slimy bag
1: ham. <laughs> so we know the mac and cheese wasn't the problem.
0: <laughs> no, definitely not the problem. There's no way it was the mac and cheese or the three cups of coffee I drink every morning. But my stomach oh, no. was killing me, dude. And the whole day I was like, why would I be sick? Why? I can't figure it out. I mean, <laughs> the ham smelled fine. And uh, at this point, it has to be the ham. That's all it could be.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's just like faulty advertising, you know.
0: See, they, they haven't taught me that lesson in Boy Meets World yet, so I figured it was safe yeah. to eat old meat.
1: Yeah, I usually think like I mean expiration dates are definitely you just you learn from them. Yeah, you learn from them. You learn what to, like you just gotta understand what you're dealing with. You know, was it smoked ham? Was it was it cured? Was it how was it cooked? You know. I think it's uh, cured.
0: I think. It's, I mean, it's still in the fridge. I'm probably gonna have some when we get off
1: call. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta get back to us on the on the next episode to see how that uh, that test run goes to see if the meat if that meat was the problem.
0: Next on Man Meets World, <laughs> will Davey survive the meat?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I mean, I. I hope there's a second episode of this that uh, I hope it's the, the second episode of just being by myself recording and maybe you from the OR. Well,
0: here's the thing is, I think it was the ham, but I don't know for sure. How else am I going to find out unless I eat it again and take that risk?
1: Yeah, I I, I, I 100% support. I, I, are you going to eat the exact same meal?
0: No, or i are going to probably eat just eat a couple pieces of ham. Test drive it first.
1: Yeah, you going to cook him up a bit? Like fry him up a bit maybe in some uh, bacon fat or something?
0: <laughs> don't, get, don't get me too hungry. I wouldn't want to cook him and wash away all the bacteria. That might have been the problem.
1: Yeah. Man, it sounds like you got a, you got a big decision ahead of you here.
0: i got a real night ahead of me. Some ham and then some Ronda Rousey going ham.
1: Are you going out for the game?
0: Oh, shit, yeah, I'm going out. Game? <laughs> the
1: game? For the fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, it depends on how the ham... Depending on how that ham goes, I guess.
0: <laughs> oh, it'll take a while to digest anyway. A couple drinks will probably make it more sanitary.
1: Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Nothing goes quite well with ham as, you know, maybe some Pinot Gris? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting around watching the Rousey fight with some Pinot Gris and ham? <laughs> well,
0: I think with that, maybe we'll sign off for the week. Um, and I can't wait, to, uh, can't wait to do this again with you, Andy.
1: Yeah, man, it was a it was a good time, and I'm looking forward to episodes three and four because I think we're gonna get two good episodes here as opposed to a shitty pilot. And uh, an episode that where you really feel like this is what the show is. The show progressively does get better. I mean, right around season six, everything falls off again, but I think we're really getting into the meat of the show. Coming up. Yeah, I think it's only totally gonna get. Really just, I'm actually looking. I'm really looking forward to like, it. I'm afraid that we're not gonna keep up once the show.